Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Thanks so much for tuning back into another segment here on GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me in the hot seat is my special guest, Sarah Pearl Thomas, and here is a bit about Sarah. She is an alumnus of the, the University of Alabama, where she earned a Bachelor's of Science in Exercise Science and Kinesiology and a Master's of Art in Women's Health and Minority Health earning the honor of magnum cum laude in both degrees. During her collegiate studies, she competed as a D1 track athlete for UA and became a AII, no, became an All-American while also being recognized for her academic honors by the National College Athletic Association, known as the NCAA. Her passion is helping people tap into their true potential. Initially, she challenged and channeled her passion through personal training, but her journey has led her to an opportunity to expand her reach beyond the physical. She has established success habits and systems in life that attribute to her professional and personal success. Her goal is to teach anyone who reads her words or listens to her voice those same habits and systems by teaching confidence, self-awareness, and the power of you, exclamation mark. So without further ado, please welcome Sarah Pearl Thomas. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. And oh my gosh, I don't know why I thought it was AII, see? (laughs) I can see the confusion, though. I can definitely understand the confusion. (laughs) Sarah, you and I had a a time to chat a little bit before the recording, but I definitely want to get to connect you um, on a personal level with the audience. So I'm going to give you two options. We could either play a rapid fire 10 question game or break the ice up front. Which would you like? Let's do the game. Ooh, Okay. We're doing rapid fire with Genesis and Sarah. Question number one, if you could have anything in the world and money was no option, what would it be? Freedom, hands down. Freedom in every area of life. Number two, dream car. Right now it's a Tesla. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I, I got to see how fast a Tesla is before I jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> I'm not a speed demon, so I want it because it's sleek and it's, 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 what is it, um, it conserves energy or it, it uses electricity, basically, so. Yeah. So sustainability. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Oh, my goodness. Okay. See, I'm, I'm a speed demon, and see, a lot of the fast cars are using gas right now, and right now, I'm sporting a black Lambo. Black on the outside, black on the inside with some blue neon lights. And I need them suicide or butterfly doors with the highest mm-hmm. RPM. Love. So what's your dream car? No? <laughs> that Lambo. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Three favorite food. So I'm vegan and I've been vegan for two years. 
And before I went vegan, it was macaroni and cheese. And so now I make a plant-based rendition of that. So, Ooh, okay. I got to ask you this question. This is going to be question number four. So okay. have you tried to make Tabitha, um, is it Tabitha Brown's? Tabitha her Brown. Mac- yes, her mac and cheese, because it looks I, so good on Instagram. I haven't tried it, but you know what? I got her book and she has a list of all her recipes. Um, and it's on my to-do list for sure. And that's my business. <laughs> and that's my That's exactly like you haven't read her book. That's that's how she talks in the book too. She writes the way she talks, and it's amazing. That is amazing. Her recipes just look so good. I, I was a vegan for only 30 days because I wanted to prove to my sister via a bet that I could do it, and it was so hard. It was hard for are you like a huge meat eater meat eater? I'm a huge Chick-fil-A fan and I love some good water burgers. So I don't know if I'm a huge meat eater, but there's certain types of meat that I gravitate to. And you can't hold my hands back when I go to a Brazilian steakhouse with my husband. Like we are smashing on some top sirloin, (laughs) just eating the most. And you know what? Like, so me and my husband, we weren't like heavy meat eaters before we transitioned, but we kind of, we wanted to take the, like the food is health route because he was diagnosed with like an autoimmune disorder and like I think it was 2020 and so they were trying to put him on medication that wasn't we didn't feel was the best option so we took the food is health route um and honestly that that's that's what led us to two years later being vegan so super cool so we'll, we'll definitely have to have another sidebar so question number five did you ever see yourself going to the olympics Yes. Yes, I did. I, I, I just, I was training for the 2016 Olympics actually. And yeah. Um, and a lot of injuries happened and my goals changed a little bit to where I stopped pursuing it, but I was training for the 2016 Olympics. Fun fact. Oh man. Oh my gosh. That's just amazing. (laughs) Six favorite movie or book. Favorite book would be Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. Um, Amazing. Just amazing. And then I I would say Black Panther is my favorite movie. (laughs) Yes. Wakanda forever. Uh, I can't wait till Black Panther 2 drops, but I'm wondering who they're going to replace him with. If it's going to be Killmonger or if it's going to be his sister. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued and I'm staying tuned because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tuning in for sure. Seven, if you could have lunch or dinner with any person dead or living, who would it be? Hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Can I come back to that? Okay, I'll let I'll let you come back to that one. So yeah. let it let it marinate. Yeah. Hey, if you could be on a fly on the wall and eavesdrop on any conversation, whose conversation are you eavesdropping in? Beyonce and Jay Z's conversation on a regular basis. I want to be on a conference call with them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this just popped in my head, but it's like. Of course, I'm sh- go down when it's a billion dollars in the elevator. Of course. <laughs> it just makes sense. <laughs> Nine. Uh, best concert that you've ever went to? I've never been to a concert. Seriously? 
seriously. Um, I have every, well, now that I'm older, I want to go to a concert because I people have asked me like, what's your, like, what, what concert have you been to that you, that you just love? And I was like, I haven't been to one. And I kick myself in the butt regularly for not going to Beyonce's concert when she was touring. Um, I'm just praying she tours again before, before she retires. So anyway, so no, I've never been to a concert. Oh my gosh. We definitely got to challenge you to go to a concert. Pitbull puts on a good concert. Really? Well, look, I'm open to suggestions. So if y'all have any, let me know. So I've seen Pitbull. We saw Cardi B at the rodeo. We I saw Gladys Knight and Solange with my dad on a date. Um, I saw Kid Rock with my mom and my dad. I'm like a big concert lover and I had tickets to see Lizzo and Khalid, but that was the year the rodeo was canceled when the pandemic first jump started. So I was like, oh my gosh. But yes, I love going to concerts. Um, it used to be me, my dad and I's thing. And then now I take my husband and my mom has just totally tapped out because someone with their cowboy boots stepped on her heel one time when we went oh. to the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. So she's like, done, <laughs> one and done. Don't have to worry about me. <laughs> Love it. So now we're going to circle back around to that question. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person, dead or living, who would it be? You know, I've been reading Cicely Tyson's book. She is chock full of wisdom and experience. I would say her just because her like her book it doesn't like she goes into great detail but I, I would love to just meet her in person and shake her hand um and then also I would love to meet the woman that I'm named after my great great grandmother Sarah Pearl Thomas um just because I hear stories about her all the time and I, I love I love hearing people's stories and journeys and so to hear who I'm named after to hear her journey will be great that's amazing say, yeah and now 10, our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you play, I ask one last question. If you pass, the roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. So do you want to pass or play? Hmm. Pass. Okay. What's your question? So have you, uh, have you thought of a name? No, we have not really solidify a name there's a few ideas that I have and there's a few that my husband has and mm -hmm. one of his names right now is Becky and I'm like no because I, <laughs> I think about you better call Becky with the good <laughs> hair <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I'm like uh, Becky's not flying with me homeboy <laughs> next for sure like next name if you haven't noticed I am a Beyonce fan so if you throw out any lyric by Beyonce I will probably know it <laughs> So you are all a part of the beehive. You know, I don't associate with the beehive, but that's not to say that I'm not in the beehive. Okay. I won't openly say it, but don't come for Beyonce. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> and thank you for playing rapid fire. 
do, 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 do. Now we're segueing into our topic. So you focus a lot on personal development, which is part of your journey. And we're going to hear what motivates you to focus on personal development, but also, you know, the mental health aspect of it, because I know that's something that's important to you as well, the overall wellness and just mental clarity and stability. So in order to get there, we have to know first is, who is Sarah Pearl and what makes you so unique? Yeah, great question. I, so I grew up in a small town in Alabama, um, maybe 4,000 people. So super small. And, and I'm a, I am a country girl. So I, I aspire to go back to the country one day. <laughs> that's, that's my goal. Um, but so throughout school um, and I mean, in college as well, like I've always been big in athletics since I was, I don't know, since I was old enough to hold up a bat, I was, I was playing a sport. So I played t-ball and then all the way through high school and even in college where, where I ran track. Um, but one thing that I noticed, like at, like during, like throughout my personal development, like as I grew up, I realized that the more that I focused on athletics, the, the, more disservice I was doing to myself because there were so many other areas I was actually really great at and a lot of people put me in a box of athlete she's strong she's fast and she's probably going to go into fitness and personal training and all these things right um, but there were so many aspects to me that I, I hadn't gotten the chance to explore until college um, and that's where I realized that I'm actually really like I love speaking I love motivating people um, and that's something that I would love to do and so so in my biography that, that you read out, initially I started off in personal training and that's how I wanted to motivate people and inspire people. But I venture out of the physical realm for a little while to kind of like help people more in the spiritual mental space, if that makes sense. Um, and so I think what makes me unique is, is the fact that I'm here. <laughs> You know, the fact that I have made it, you know, up to this point and I'm I'm secure in my, my self-identity, um, I feel like we all, like, I feel like we all have our personal challenges uh, and, like, hurdles to overcome, but the fact that, the fact that I was, like, I, like I'm willing to learn from the mistakes that I make and then also take a, a critical view of myself and make any corrections that I need to make and I'm completely brutally honest with myself in those things I think that makes me unique and like I offer a, a, a an interesting perspective if that makes sense yeah that definitely makes sense because once you know who you are and whose you are and you solidify that then it makes life a lot easier because you're no longer living in the shadows of other people, you're not trying to seek validation from people who may never really appease you, or they they aren't even meant to be with you on the lifelong journey. But you know so much that about yourself, and you are confident, you walk with poise, you know what your mission is, you know what, what makes you tick, and all of that stuff. And that comes by dealing with life, because sometimes people never get never get to really understand who they are until it's too late in life. So with right. you being so young and going through various trials and understanding that at the age you are now, who knows how far you can go. And I feel like, hell, the sky's not even the limit. The moon's the limit. As Paul Brandt says, don't tell me the sky's the limit when there's footprints on the moon. 
And I think that comes by really just tapping into your inner self, doing that work, and then it begins to materialize externally. Yeah, absolutely. You know what, Genesis? I feel I feel like a lot of the times people don't, like, they're afraid to even go after, like, who God called them to be, like, go after the dreams and the vision and all those things and reach for the moon. But they're afraid to do that because, like, life experiences. And in reality, if we actually if we could identify someone in our life that could like guide us through those experiences and and help us process it, I feel like that would make us a, a, like a a culture that strives for God's potential. You know what I mean? Um, Instead, life, like life's happenings, they, they discourage us when in reality, they're actually supposed to shape us and propel us forward. So. Absolutely. So then it goes back to that one question that says, who are you? Because so many times we heard, what do you want to be when you grow up? But we never heard the question of who do you want to be? And the who is tied to your morals, your values, your characteristics, and God's design and purpose for your life. And not everyone believes in God. So some people say the universe, the higher power or whatever. But each one of us was placed here on this earth to be a very specific and particular conduit to get a goal accomplished while we are here on earth. So we shouldn't just be existing, going through the mundane flow. We should really be living. And in order to live, we need to be thriving and not just surviving. So when you think about how far you've come so far in your journey, what are some of the challenges that you face and how has it helped you personally and professionally develop? Oh my goodness. Um, it's funny that you, that you're talking about, uh, like you're, you're, you're talking about this specifically because I, I just recorded a podcast that talks about like you open, like you taking the, taking like quote unquote risks to create space for God to show up in your life. You know what I mean? A lot of us, we live, you know, status quo, like go through the motions, um, and there's no room for God to like really reveal himself to us and, and reveal to like re- reveal to us who he is and what he's capable of. And so some of the challenges. So one of my biggest challenges in life is and was self-confidence. I feel like that sounds so cliche, but it's so real in so many people's lives. Like feeling like, oh, you you know, like I'm supposed to be here. Like when I was at the University of Alabama running track, I was like, I, I suffer from like, should I be competing against this Olympian right now? Because let's be honest, D1 athletics, that's where like the professionals compete, <laughs> right? And so even in my professional life, sometimes it's like, well, do I like, do I have the cred to be here, right? And so one of the, one of the first things in my, I guess, adult, adulthood that kind of proved to me the power of me was my whole entire journey going to the University of Alabama. I remember when I was choosing schools, I was, I was trying to choose which school I wanted to go to, and this one school had given me a track scholarship, and I was like, oh, that's great, but I don't want to go there. Like, I, you know, I don't want to go there. That's, like, I just wasn't, I didn't feel led to go there, right? And so my friend, she said, Sarah, we should go visit the University of Alabama. And I was like, okay, cool, roll tile, let's go. And so um, I went to go visit and it was a beautiful campus. I fell in love with the recreation center of all things. That's just the fitness in me, I guess. 
Um, and I was like, I'm running track here. Like, this is where I want to go. And I'm going to continue my, my track career. And thankfully, I was, I was um, in, a, in a position where I didn't necessarily have to worry about tuition. Thankfully, just because my dad was in the military and I was on a GI, GI bill and all that good stuff. Right? <laughs> good job, dad. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I made the choice to, to go to the University of Alabama and run track. But the problem was, they have never they had never heard of me like they they hadn't scouted me or anything so it was a big risk for me to even like to go there because I didn't even know if I was going to make the team and so I, I applied got accepted and literally that entire summer the summer of my senior year I trained like crazy I was like I'm doing two a days like even when I got on campus in August People didn't know that I was there, <clears throat> excuse me. They didn't know I was there because I was always in the gym. If you wanted to hang out with me, I'm in the gym. And I remember having my friends like on the indoor track, they would clock my time to see how I was improving. And so that's literally how we spent time with each other <laughs> is help them helping me train. Um, and so the tryouts came up and I impressed the, uh, the coach. Like literally I had, she had never met me a day in her life. The only time she met me was over email. This 18-year-old in high school is emailing her like, hey, I want to join your team. Like, what are the steps to do that? And she responded like, you need to run this time at the tryouts and the trials on this day, all that good stuff. And for me to make the team like on that at the tryout was, it really showed me the power of like who I am and also the power in other people, right? Like, if there's something that you want to go for, you definitely need to go for it. And I believe that's like that whole experience is an example of me taking the risk and opening up like this huge area for God to show up in my life. And I think he did. I love it. And one thing that stood out as you were telling that part of your story was listening to discernment and being led by your gut because you had a scholarship and so many people will be like, girl, you're crazy. Why would you turn down a scholarship? But you weren't led to go there. So you followed your other intuition, went to go toward the University of Alabama. You're already from Alabama. And then you took the proper measures to train. So that way, whenever you were getting ready to go for the tryouts, the preparation was there. And that's what sometimes people fail to realize is that you have to prepare for anything you want in life, because something that comes easy, I like to say you'll lose it quickly. But something that you put in the um, hard work for, it will be sustainable. Like that one song says, go hard in a paint. Like you have to go hard and put your all in, in order for the fruits of your labor to show up. Absolutely. And I'm a highly spiritual person. I love God. Um, and I feel like a lot of the times we'll, we'll lean on God for not taking action on the things that we want. Like, oh, God will come through, you know, like he'll He'll make it happen. But there, my favorite verse is like God, like he actually orders our steps, right? He orders our steps. But in order to order our steps, we have to make steps, right? We have to take those steps. And so if you're standing still, you're not giving God anything to work with, right? So um, that's that's probably one of my favorite, my favorite like perspectives of God is, he can't do what he needs to do if you're just, you know, you're not, if you're not in alignment with his, his will and purpose, if you're not actually out there doing the work, so. I 
absolutely. Faith without works is dead. And they say, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. So in that verse, it's telling you to increase your faith. And even if you have a little bit of faith, God could still use that little bit of faith to move those mountains, those molehills and et cetera behind you. But it first starts with you activating that faith in order for things to take place. Yes, you are. You are speaking my language. Um, actually, I did a, like a, a whole podcast episode on that because a lot of, you know, the faith without fear is dead, right? And that's that's obvious. But, you know, there's also, I, I think in that verse, it, it speaks a lot about the power of taking action as well, um, like the power of your actions. Like, when you actually take action towards like your, your goals and your dreams, automatically you start feeling, you start feeling good about yourself, you know, like, okay, yeah, I did that. Like, okay, yeah, I sent that email. Like, all right, I want to go talk to that business owner. Okay. And you start feeling confident in yourself. And so like when you start taking action on the things that you actually really want to do, all the things that you struggle with, I know for myself, like the self, self-confidence issues and, and this, imposter syndrome you know this this whole idea that I'm not supposed to be where I am as soon as I started taking action on those things I felt like I felt good I felt like I was making progress in my life and so if you take action it cures it cures the fear you know what I mean um so anywho that that that's something that's near and dear to my heart that topic so absolutely and then just thinking about it motivation is tied into that into the action part So when you think about your life and where you are now, what are some of the things that motivated you to remain steadfast and keep on going on your journey to reach the success that you have now? Well, one thing that motivated me is my fear of failure, to be honest. (laughs) I did not want to fail. Um, And now looking back at it, it was that was a very immature perspective because you can't succeed without like the about without failure sprinkled here and there because I mean that's how you learn in, in those lessons at the end of the day um but another thing that motivated me I will say that's more like well-rounded and immature and well thought out it's my it's my family to be honest my parents um I have this goal of making them the proudest people on the planet and then also like I want them to like all the things that they did for me, like when I was growing up and for my siblings, I want to be able to retire them. And so my dreams and goals and all that is directly linked to what I want to do for them. Um, and so, and I mean, family is huge for me. I have three other siblings as well, and they, they keep me going for sure. I love that because a strong family unit is a unit that is unbreakable and people um, fail to realize how important family is. And yes, we can't help who we are born to and what family we're born into, but we can we can make the best out of it. And we can look for ways to continue um, laying a foundation for future generations to come because it's not always about Genesis. It's not always going to be about Sarah, but what type of imprint are we making and how is that imprint driving an impact for those who are coming besides behind and future generations absolutely um it's always bigger than us and me and my husband I feel like we and I always speak of me and my husband as like units because (laughs) we I don't know like we're so linked with our, our vision and all that 
Um, but we we feel like we are laying the foundations for our, for our great great grandchildren right now. Um, and it's always it's always bigger than us, you know. And with me, so I grew up as a Baptist um, in church. As you, so I no shoulders. Could, could be shown, you know, like you got to keep a real conservative, let me zip up my, <laughs> my jacket. Um, but yeah, so like I grew up in church, like literally my favorite memories were in church. And so I, I always knew God and I always knew Jesus, right? And I always knew that God had a purpose over my life. And I hung on to that because if it was just about me, then I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason for me to to reach for anything more because I'm I'm fine, but I you know it's a, it's about not not just my family but it's about the person that needs to hear my story. It's about the person that is losing hope right now in their current journey and they and they need to pick me up. They they need some like they need some hope and, and some faith instilled into them. So it's always bigger than us. And being able to take that perspective requires you to get out of yourself and stop reflecting inward and look, look outward and see how you can impact somebody else's life. Absolutely. And I always like to say, don't be selfish, but be selfless because you never know what could come out of you just being selfless and people remember how you made them feel. They may not always remember everything you, you did, but they remember that warm smile. They remember when you paid it forward. They remember the acts of service that you did, the love language and et cetera. And that brings us to the call to action part of the segment, Sarah. And I want you to leave the audience with your call to action once they hear your story and they hear the resilience, the grit and the faith that you bring. Yeah, absolutely. So my call to action would be for people to go there with themselves. You know what I mean? And let me explain what I mean. So to go there with yourself, I mean, be willing to go into like the deep, dark areas of your life that you're afraid to deal with and start working on you. Um, and I have, I have a podcast and, you know, I have different resources and things that help people along that journey. One of them is like one-on-one sessions where I, I, you know, I serve as a tour guide, not necessarily to, to give you all the answers as you unpack life's happenings, but rather I help you process what happened. Right. And in that you find the answers within yourself because the answers lie within and so that's my call to action is, is to firstly get get on the personal development journey and I'm here for you if, if whenever you're ready to go there with yourself and then I want to add on to that and I'm going to call it the picking the weeds exercise so no one likes to see weeds in their garden because it makes your flower bush or your roses look ugly so in order for a weed to not grow back, you have to pluck the weed at the root. So in your life, you need to go to the source of some of the problems that you're having, whether it's the traumas, they could be childhood traumas, they could be yeah. mental traumas, relationship traumas, and ask yourself, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? How is it causing me to react to the people around me? And what do I need to do to overcome these feelings and emotions so I can live life free 
liberated and live life optimally. Also be open to saying that you are not okay. And saying that you are not okay is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength because you are acknowledging that something is not going right in your life. And in order to get over that blockage, you need to unclog it. Just like whenever we want something to drain in our sink, our tub or whatnot, you have to unclog the drain in order for the water to flow through. And the third thing I would say is if you need to seek professional help, whether it is a life coach, a counselor, a therapist, or someone who is paid and trained in the area that you need help in, Go seek that help. Don't do it for anyone else, but do it for you because your life is just that. It's your life. It's your journey and your story. So I challenge you to pick the weeds out in your life in order for you to flourish and live in the beauty and bask in it. Absolutely. That's beautiful. So now let's jump into the contact information because people are like, how do I get a hold of Sarah? What's her podcast? So Sarah, plug your website where you primarily hang out on social media and drop us the name of your podcast so we could check it out. Absolutely. So my podcast name is Supreme by Sarah Pearl, and you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, and just about any other podcast platform. Um, You can contact me. I actually have an email account for Supreme by Sarah Pearl. It's supremebysarahpearl at gmail.com. And then also Facebook and Instagram, you can follow me personally. It's Sarah Pearl Thomas. And then I also have a Facebook page for Supreme by Sarah Pearl, named Supreme by Sarah Pearl. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS podcast, the one and only Sarah Pearl Thomas of Supreme by Sarah Pearl Thomas. All of her contact information will be in the show notes. So definitely tap in with her and go take those challenges that we dropped here because we're all about dropping gems because it takes all of us to come together and make this world a beautiful place. And I want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a regular basis. Because of you, we are now ranked in the top 2.5% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. Make sure you like, save, subscribe to this segment and the podcast as a whole. We're on 40 plus platforms and you can see all things video by heading on over to YouTube and typing at gems with Genesis Amaris Kent. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Be an asset, not a liability. And as Mikey would say, just do it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.